0: It's time for the Keith Allen show with your host and DJ, Mr. Keith Silva, senior. Here's Keith. All right, everybody here. We are live again on a Monday, the 28th of September, 2020. And, uh, on this live broadcast of the Keith Allen show, we're going to be talking about something serious, something critical. Hello, Kathleen. Uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, to the Keith Allen show today. And, um, Let me do a couple of things here before I start off, put my logo in there, and I'm gonna switch over to the audio uh, view. Just a couple of things uh, that uh, we'll be discussing. Um, We have, uh, this is the story uh, behind what uh, I will be talking about today um, uh, as it becomes critical in uh, my personal life because it uh, has to do with my eldest son, uh, Keith Jr and uh the the ups and downs and, and uh, the frustrations that he has been dealing with uh with the things I'm going to talk to you about so I really need uh people to, to tune in and support uh, okay my son tuned in hello son uh he's here with us t- today in the room marilyn welcome thank you for coming in and uh sticking around with us i hope we get more people in here to uh, uh attend and share do your share your uh, watch parties with people because this can affect everybody, you know, or a lot of people that are out there dealing with this in their family as well. Um, so this episode is, uh, of the Keith Allen show is going to be dedicated to that talking about the, the critically, uh, live or sink discussion uh, that we're going to have with oldest son and uh, his wife and, uh, you know, the, the children that are involved in it's a family thing. Um, and, um, so we need your support and, and uh, you know, to be able to hang out with us and take a listen. Uh, I will have a live call in with my son and uh, speak with him and his his wife so that uh, you can hear for uh, yourself, their background and what they're dealing with. So uh, today, this is let me catch you up uh, on what's going on and the reason why I changed the format of the show for today. Uh, now, it might not go all the way for the two hours that I want to you know, spend on this. Uh, but it's going to be uh, part of the show, uh, you know, better half of the of the show here today because it is very important. And, uh, you know, then I'll throw, you know, in some music for everybody, you know, at the latter half of the show. Uh, for, so first of all, let me catch up to speed here. So uh, years back, seven years ago, I, I'll just say seven years ago, uh, my son was uh, working. You know, he was healthy, working, very dedicated, like his dad, you know, very committed has a strong work ethic. Uh, so he was always at work, very dedicated. Uh, and then uh, one day, he uh, he just started realizing that he's getting these anxieties uh, happening and the little sweaty palms and uh, a, a little disconcerting, a little frightening in, in his tone of body. And, and, and he just started, ended up, uh, he ended up getting, um, hello, Carmen, welcome to the Keith Allen Show today, episode number five. Uh, We need uh, everybody's support. If you can uh, share and do watch parties with your family and friends, we'd appreciate it. Uh, This might touch people's hearts uh, in your family as well. Uh, And know somebody that's going through this. Uh, So he ended up uh, acquiring in later in his life now, which I had when I was young. Uh, I had panic and anxiety, severe panic and anxiety attacks when I was uh, 9, 10, 11 years old or 8, 9, 10, 11 uh, years old and I dealt with it. And when I say severe, I mean severe. It's none of this, uh, man, I, I got to get that promotion at work. Uh, I'm stressing. I'm panicking about this. Uh, gee, I wonder if uh, I'm going to win the race, you know, uh, at school tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's not that kind of severe. It's severe where I'm talking about where you feel you're going to die, uh, where you feel you're not going to live. You're having a heart attack. You're sweaty palms. Uh, you're You're short of breath. You're freaking out, you're panicking, you're running around trying to get air, trying to uh, get somebody's help, you know, you're freaking out. Uh, So Kathleen, I I think I said Kathleen already. Well, welcome to everybody coming in the room. Uh, I hope you stick around and join us. Uh, I can tell people that come in and leave by my numbers and when I look back at the video. Uh, So if I don't see, you know, if I see you come in and don't stay around for the support, don't expect my support from me to you, okay? I'll tell you that straight out. Uh, I'm a very calm uh, many times. I'm a very calm. It takes a lot to get me upset, very mad or angry. But when I see people that I know, 600 or something, almost 700 friends of mine on my list and family. And when I when I'm here to talk about something serious and people come in and then they leave. uh, I don't like that. I will find you. I will. I will see who you are. And I will disconnect disconnect you from my page because I don't need that. I need support from you right now to take a listen to chime in uh, to to give your, your your input because I would do that for you. If you needed the help that I can help you out through my show to get the word out for you, I would do it. Kathy would do it too. We would do it on the Keith Allen Show. That's who we are. You know, we, we are people who are empathetic uh, for others. Uh, we have compassion. We, we want to help. So we are here for you. Carmen, thank you for joining us. Uh, so with that being said, Uh, this is why it's very critical because it's personal to me right now, this show, it's a personal critical show. And so getting back to the story. So he acquired the panic, severe panic and anxiety attacks. He had to quit work because he couldn't, he couldn't leave the house anymore. He would go out, see that he's going to float away. uh, And he was having all these anxieties, fear in his body, going through all these, these uh, panic situation outcomes and things like that. So he acquired, uh, he, he, went to unemployment he got all the he went through the process the money ran out uh, and this isn't fake he's not pretending he's not trying to just get money for staying home being lazy and it's not because of the pandemic either and that it even adds to the, the situation uh, Yolanda welcome for Marilyn uh, Linda thank you for joining us today please stick around if you can share in your watch parties we appreciate it uh, this is a personal show for me and my family uh, and the children uh, my grandchildren it affects everybody and so you know I appreciate you sticking around and chiming in and giving your support to us and the Keith Allen Show and my family so uh, so he, he had he couldn't work he couldn't go to work he tried he tried a few times going and staying at work and he just had a severe panic attack again and He had, you know, when you have it, you have to leave. You just want to leave. You, you have to go psych yourself out and try to change your pattern of thinking because in your mind, it's constantly there. It's constantly saying, I'm going to, I'm going to freak out. I won't be able to breathe. I'm going to die out here. I'm not going to get to a hospital. Where's the hospital? Who's going to take me? Uh, It's very extreme. Uh, I saw somebody leave and I will find out who that was. There were 12 in here. Now there's 11. So I, I, I'm going to find out, I will find out who's came, who came in and who left. And believe me, you're out of my list you're out of any of my friends list. If you come in and leave, you're out. I will find out who you are and I will delete you from my page as friends and block you because I don't need this. I need friends, I need support right now. I need y'all to stick around and and watch this uh, show to give your support in anything that we we can, that you can in regards to knowing good lawyers. We had, uh, let me get back to this. He acquired a lawyer eventually. Because he wasn't getting uh, no more aid, financial aid. Uh, he has two kids, his wife. They have a house, payments, uh, bills, rent, everything, you know, just like a lot of us do. So he's been dealing with this for going on seven years now. He, had a, he got a lawyer, and they'll tell you the lawyer. He's, I'm going to have him call in, and we're going to talk about all this stuff uh, so he can bring it out, and you can hear what he has to say and the things that he's been going through. He's, we just got a phone call. He got a phone call today. not a phone call, letter. He was waiting for a letter because he did a phone interview. Finally, after uh, six years of going through a lawyer and him trying to fight, uh, or I don't even know, they're not really fighting very hard for him. It takes so many years for, for him to go through this. And um, he finally uh, was able to acquire a phone interview, which they were reluctant. He had to appeal and appeal and appeal and wait and wait and wait all these years to get just to get a letter after he had a phone interview with the, I don't know if it's a full judge or he's a fill-in. Uh, you know they have other people that fill in like judges, but they're not. They're, uh, but anyway, so he got the finally got the letter after waiting three weeks or so, and it says he's denied or ineligible, and because in some of the the comments that his doctors had said um, that he could go out a little, and he's getting better, which is a lie. It's not true. You know, he's not doing better. He's doing worse, if anything. He deals with heart uh, situations, diabetes, uh, uh, pan- severe panic and anxiety. Uh, he takes insulin. He takes heart medication. And, you're gonna, and these people are going to tell my son that he's denied. You know, when there's a lot of uh, fakers out there, people that pretend they're sick and they try to collect. And believe me, I'm going to do my due diligence in finding out about who... How many people on Facebook, I'm going to look on YouTube, find out all these fakers. What are the numbers of fakers that got caught collecting compared to the people who are being honest and trying to collect and, and because they have these symptoms? And so he, he got the letter saying he was denied his, you know, the income financial aid after six years, going on seven years. You know, he has a family to support. And right now we're just fighting mad. We're going to take this to the public. We, that's why we need your support. We need people to back us up on this. This is not right. It's very, very wrong. He put money into the system after working all those years, 15 or 17 years in, in, in his job. And you know this kind of money should be helping him right now, not not hindering him. So um, uh, Martha Bedello, welcome. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we just need people's support and sharing this video later once it's uh, finished airing uh, to be able to repost it so others can look at it and hopefully we can get this going viral uh, to be able to help uh, my son and his family after waiting almost seven years to get a word of saying I you know I'm depending on my country, my, my state, my, my county uh, to listen to my needs, my, my call out for help from for going through all these severe panic attacks and and things like that. He is a person who wants to work. He, he, he's so down and out and depressed right now, uh, because he, he wants to work so bad, but this disease doesn't allow you to, it makes you panic just walking out the door. I had it. I know this is why I know I could speak about this from experience. You know, I've, I've been through it. I know how desperate you feel and get when you're going through it. So, uh, I would like to see uh, Junior. Are you? Uh, are you there? Who has the phone? Whoever has a phone, try to call in now, on the Keith Allen Show line, uh, and let's see if we could get you talking with us right now, uh, so that we can uh, try to get uh, people can get your story. Thank you for the prayers. Thank uh, thank you so much for your your support. Those of you that are here with us today, and I, you know, like I said, I I'm going to be true to still giving away three uh, copies of the CDs that I usually do on the show. So I haven't forgotten about doing that. Even though this is a serious topic and, uh, our, you know, my son uh, and my family is is in critical need of stuff right now uh, to try to, you know, get this resolved. Uh, I'm going to call the media. I'm going to call Channel two, four, seven, 4, uh, 9, you know, uh, 2 and 9 are together now. But I'm going to get a hold of uh, 2 on your side or whoever. I'm going to call them. And if people that know are working in the industry and, and you know uh, the contacts of these people we need them to come and interview my son and his wife, and get this story out, because it's just so wrong that they this judge would deny my son, after being so honest. You can't get any honester than uh, is that if that's a word, <laughs> uh, more honest uh, than you know. my son trying to you know cry out for help here, going through all these these physical issues that he's dealing with. So to get this letter and say he's denied, denied after, trying to, after going through this phone interview, uh, in this video phone interview, they still deny him. It's, it's incredible. Uh, we're living this. We're, 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 uh, his mother and I and his, his wife, all of his family on, on her side of the family, we're all witness to knowing that Junior goes through this. My son goes through this stuff for real. It's not fake. We can all testify. We can, if they want us to all get in the screen at one time in one house, we'll talk about it six feet distance, of course but uh francis thank you for joining uh and thank you for joining and um so uh kathy i don't know if you're you're there with us right now have junior call in right now um have them call in the the keith allen uh phone line uh 626-425-6906 626-425-6906 Go ahead and call that number now, so we can talk with you, uh, Junior and Malady, uh, so that these uh, for so our our viewers and and our followers can hear the story that we're going through right now. Uh, we need to talk about this. I have the phone set up over here with the microphone. Okay, here we go. Let's see here. Put the speaker volume. Okay, are, are you there? Hello. All right, Junior. Are you there? You can hear me? Yes. Okay. All right, Junior. So. How are you feeling right now with the news that you just got?
1: Well, the news right now, I've been waiting for about close to five years now. Um, I tried going through Social Security first, and I got denied first. And then I ended up getting a lawyer after that. And I've been with a lawyer for about almost, almost five years. And um, I was kind of excited because the first time... Um, that I was supposed to see a judge. I couldn't do it due to my severe anxiety. I couldn't make it to my hearing. But the lawyer was there. Uh, my wife showed up with her best friend. They wouldn't let my wife go in to talk for me. And so uh, the judge denied my, my case. So now I had to do an appeal. So I had to wait. I don't know, I forgot how long it was, but it was a while until I got another hearing. And then now it, it was the pandemic with, with the coronavirus so in a way it kind of helped for me because I can't make it to the court so I was able to talk to the judge on the phone and then from there it took about about a month that I got my papers I saw I, I got another mail I opened it and then I read it and then to find out I got denied again and I've been waiting for about 5 years for this I'm not messing around. I'm telling the truth, straight truth. I'm a hard worker. I'd rather work so I can get paid. I have no, no income coming in. I can't support myself. I can't support my family. And I'm struggling a lot.
0: Um, yeah, in you, heard, that-
1: you, heard, you, heard, you heard from my dad. Um, I do have a lot. I know uh, I'm young, and I have a lot of health issues that I'm going through right now. Um, I just recently found out I have a heart failure. Um, I'm type 2 diabetic I have one good kidney I have gout and I have fatty liver trust me if you have anxiety and I know how it is to walk in your shoes because in my shoes I struggle every day and I know there's people that are out there that are struggling like me that can't go anywhere and I'm missing out on everything trust me all of my family all of my family reunions my family parties, friend parties um, I missed out on my son's birth when I wasn't be able to, to be up there. Um, we had a tragic in our family like a few years ago. My my.
0: So okay, son, you could let it out. My my. You need to cry about it. Cry about it.
1: My nina was sick, but she had cancer. But um, this was when I was able to go places. Um. Uh, I found out. I went to the hospital with my wife. And what sucks the most is that I couldn't go up there to, to see her and talk to her. But my wife went up there. She talked to my Nino. She said that my Nino uh, understood that I couldn't make it and um and she knew that I was there. As long as I was there, she knew that I was there. Um so I was going to, I was going to work. Um, she didn't want anybody to see her right away. So I found out from my grandma, I talked to her, I was able to go over there. Me and my family went to my grandma's house where my Nina was at. She was laying in bed, she was asleep. Um, I wish I could have just, you know, we always have that. "what if." like, everybody says, like, what if this, what if that, I, I wish that, you know what, that I should have stayed there with my, with my Nina and make sure like she's okay. But it wasn't like I didn't think about it too much that she was gonna pass on. So I didn't get to talk to my Nina. She was asleep. I go to work, and then a week later from when I visited, my wife told me that she passed away. So <clears throat> I wasn't able to talk to her anymore.
0: And you know, I know you miss your Nina uh, tremendously. She was my sister, uh, the uh, the the anchor in our family. And she passed on five, six years now. Uh, and I, what, uh you know, I understand, that, you know, how traumatic it is for you too, because you were you loved her so much as well. And and that on top of everything that you're dealing with, getting the news of this judge after your interview denying you financial assistance. I mean, from what you were just saying right now, and explaining to all of us right now of all the symptoms and things that you're going through, and for somebody like that that doesn't even know who you are and just taking paper uh writing uh, words down there and then some of the doctors are not really backing you up correctly uh, i understand they're saying things like you can go out and you're getting better and things like that which ain't true I- I- is that right
1: yes um i got more into the to my letter my i have a psychiatrist that i've been seeing for about close to five years i have a, a therapist so i got two people but the thing is, my anxiety is so severe that I can't go in person. So now we're doing video on the phones. So my psychiatrist knows that I can't go out. I can't go anywhere. My therapist knows I can't. The same thing. Um, I can't travel. I can't go to my 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 kid's school. To whenever they have something up at the school, I can't go. I'm like trapped in my in my house, like like a prison. Like if I'm a prisoner and I can't, you know. I can't, I can't be there with my kids when they're having fun and they don't see me. And then I can't go enjoy it with my family. And um, I wish I could have do, done those things still, but you know what? Um, things happen in life, and sometimes you can, you can control things, sometimes you can't. Um, like right now, uh, I, I read the letter. My wife. I had my wife read it just to make sure that, you know, if I'm understanding it right, and we saw how um, that supposedly that I was getting a little better because I'm seeing a psychiatrist, and then I was able to walk around more and go out. I guess, which is not true. I can't. You know, there's so many things that, that anybody that doesn't have anxiety that it could just be right there. You could like, it could be across the street or it could be some a place that you're so close to it but you have to turn around because
0: of your anxiety. Hey, Junior, uh, really quickly, uh, Kathleen uh, asked a question. Have these doctors wrote a letter to the judge to give that support to you? Oh,
1: I'm sorry.
0: What was that again? Yeah, uh, Kathleen, uh, Reina wants to know. She's asking, have these doctors wrote a letter to the judge to give that support to you, uh, which I can say he has. they have. But the problem with that is the letters that they wrote to him uh, have in the letter that he could, he's getting better. He could go out here and there. He could go to soccer games. He was a coach. So they're rewording it in a way that is detrimental to my son uh, receiving his aid, which is not true. It's not like that. You know what you try. I've had it. Like I said, I dealt with it. I lived with it. I had panic and anxiety attacks. So I know firsthand what it is to go through it. So even though you can you you force yourself to try to make it down to the street because you're trying to get better that's the whole situation that's the point you tr- you're trying to make it but you can't you you go but you freak out and you got to get back but to to for somebody to write down that oh you're he's getting better he's getting and they think oh he's good he he don't need no aid he's good you know no that's not the case the case is that you're trying to go further but you you can't you have to retract and, and and head back home because you know the panic is setting in and then you you know you try to fight 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 but so what symptoms uh but yes to answer your question Kathleen yes the the doctors wrote letters but it it it's it didn't help he had all these letters from his doctors you know there was uh, one doctor that was very very supportive of him and and what he was going what he's going through she couldn't believe that the lawyers um weren't fighting harder for him they were asking for ridiculous amount of information from his doctors and people uh and and this case like i said has been going for so many years over five years and you know he's still dealing with this stuff you know and he gets denied now you know from going through this stuff um but yeah so they wrote it and and they wrote things in there that made it uh bad for his decision so junior explain to, to the people out there listening right now watching uh, what are the symptoms that you go through, and and uh, how do you deal with it?
1: A, to have anxiety, like the way I do, the way I have it, is, is hard and scary. You feel like you're gonna die. You feel like you can't breathe at times. You, your heart starts going fast. You feel like you have butterflies in your in your stomach and in your chest, and you just want that to go away. Like with anxiety, you can look at people. Like, if you look at me, you wouldn't know that I have something wrong with me. I just look like a regular person. But if you be around me or be around somebody who has it, then you can understand. and Then they can explain it to you on how it feels. And um, to have severe, there's different types of anxiety. Like mine, it's kind of like um, distance. Um, I got a new anxiety where I feel like I'm going to float away. I can't look at the sky because then I feel like I'm going to float, then I have to go to a place like around the house that could feel comfortable so it could go away. I can't look at airplanes in the sky. I can't look at birds. I can't enjoy the nature of of, of um, everything that's around me. Well, I can't, like I, I can't look at birds. I hear birds I can't really look at because then I feel like I'm going to float.
0: Let me get the uh, let me jump in just for a second here, junior really quickly I want to get some of the comments and uh Kathleen, so I hope that answered your question and uh he had changed doctors before you know to try to uh because he had a hard time trying to get doctors on his side uh to see him. He couldn't go to the second floor, but they wanted him to force himself to go up there. many, many people think, uh oh, just you can do it, you can do it just because you're normal, you say those kind of things so Uh, Yes, he did try changing doctors because they weren't they weren't listening to his issues his problems How bad it was that he couldn't make it to the second level and things like that. They finally finally uh, uh, You know accommodated him by going to the first level. I even taken my son to his appointments at times He would have to take his pills to get there, but then he's all lethargic you know He's all like sitting there like all out of it. So, you know It's just a lot of trauma and drama, you know, but yeah, uh, I understand, uh, Kathleen says that her husband uh, had went through this, too, and to, uh, that he was even fighting schizophrenia and that it took him four years before they approved him. Well, but let me ask you, Kathleen, was he able to go to the, his, his court hearing? My son can't go to the court hearing because that's how bad his anxiety and panic is. It's severe. It's not just where uh, it's a panic. Oh, but I could I could go in, you know to the court. That's been his problem. He can't make it to the court because of his panic and anxiety just leaving the house. Uh, thank you for all the prayers as well. Uh, Mishari, uh, Rico, I appreciate it. Kathleen, for your comments and your input. This is what we're trying to correct right now. We're trying to get it to where we can get this out to the public. We're going to try to embarrass the establishments and the courts, denying my son being so real and honest about needing help from our system, and they they, they failed him. His, his attorney, the lawyer's office, whoever they're fighting, uh, I don't believe they're fighting enough for him. Uh, they're living large and getting their money and not dealing with panic and anxiety. Uh, I even had a discussion with the fire. My son has gone through many fire department calls, paramedics having to be rushed to the hospital many times, even uh, things have happened. There's been a lot, but so we've been dealing with a lot of stuff here. You know, he's been going through a lot of stuff. I mean, he's fighting through so much right now and it's the weight is just on him. Uh, but I wanted to get to these comments. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, I was, you have no sound uh may check your uh icon there should be a little uh, x at the bottom right corner of your screen uh maybe uh your x is there's that x is cutting off your sound oh you're back okay uh stella thank you for joining us uh we're we're doing okay but we're doing some some personal family matters right now and we need everybody's support on this uh sending prayers we appreciate it so how do how do you feel that um that you felt you've been failed and and you have your kids uh depending on you junior
1: well you know what I could tell you this that um the people who struggle with anxiety like I am and have it as bad as I am like I do um, I could tell you this i I can't even go to the hospital um, i had, i had I had an overdose trying to go see my therapist, and then when I woke up, I was in the emergency room. Um, I had two, um, diabetic comas that I went, that I went through. Um, a fire department came. I couldn't go because I had severe anxiety. So, um, I stood home for a little bit. I took about five to six Xanax pills or that put me out. So my dad, luckily my dad was here. My mom, my wife, um, took me to the hospital. I swear, I don't remember anything because I was so out of it and I had them. Uh, Gave me Xanax all the time that I was there because if not I would have probably flipped out and The people who have anxiety like I do real bad Trust me when I tell you this because me and my wife we went through a lot of stuff Over this anxiety with doctors and everything that you know what? They'll tell you no, like I can't go to the second floor because I feel I'm gonna fall through and we fought for the, to, just to get a psychiatrist to come to the first floor and meet me in a room, they said no, that they won't do that. No, they won't do that. We kept fighting and fighting, and then finally they decided, okay, they did it.
0: Let me let me just jump in again, really quickly to to, to capitalize on some stuff here. Uh, that you know that that's a point, a good point that he was making that I wanted to tap tap into. You you get these words of I can't, we can't do that for you. There, it's just like there's so much of them of the 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 establishments in medical or fire departments police that don't really really get it what severe panic attack and anxiety is they could care less all they would want to do is arrest you put your handcuffs throw you in the back of the car and take you to a cell medical people they oh we treat thousands of heart attacks panic panic and anxiety people we don't have to have it to to treat it well i'll tell you one thing all of you Believers that you think you don't have to have it to know what it's about and how to treat it. I I say you're wrong. Yes, you do need to have it to understand it. If you're in the medical field or any kind of field, field that helps somebody, if you never had it, you will never understand it as well as going through it yourself. Because it is so easy to just say, oh, you can do it. Just Just keep trying. You can make it. You can do it. Yeah, you're saying it because you're you're normal. You don't have panic, severe panic, and anxiety. Of course, you can say that. You're gonna say that forever until you acquire it, and then you deal with it and you feel you you realize how freaked out you are and how you're gonna have a heart attack and your breathing shallow and you're sweating and cold like palms and you're going through all this freakazoid stuff. Then you're gonna come back and say, okay, now I really know what you're going through. Now I'm understanding. Yeah, and so we need advocates. We need people to start stepping up and helping out uh to fight for uh these um all of us if there's support groups anybody who knows support groups for severe panic and anxiety please let us know put links to any of these uh, establishments that you know of that you've either personally have gone through know about uh, people that you might know about that helped you that might help us that might help my son and his family um and, uh, and I'll get back to Junior in a little bit, uh, but I just want to be able to tap into this because I, I hear so many people and so many times say, no, no, we can't accommodate you. We can't accommodate. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to. You can do Just try. It's just right here. That's another thing. It's just right here. It's just right there. Once again, a regular, normal person with good health telling you that. I'd like to hear somebody who's been through it look at you in the eye when you say that to them and they'll know they've had it. They've been through it. They'll learn. I get you. I understand. Let me work. Let's work on getting you down where you need to be. Those are the answers that we need to hear. My son needs to hear. I've been through it. I know. So it's very important how that I need. This is this is what I'm trying to do here and get this out in the public. We need to educate our medical staff, uh, our fire department, police department. Uh, They think they know everything. If they haven't had severe panic and anxiety attacks, they don't know everything. They don't. They they need to have somebody who's had it, who who can come on on emergency phone calls, to be able to assist in making the other fire and police uh, police people police. I was going to say persons because they're female and male. Uh, make uh, let, uh, they'll be able to handle this a lot better because they can understand. They've been through it. They know what to expect, what to hear when they're hearing somebody talk about it, they know what they're going through. And uh, yeah, you had to do some of the phone call stuff too as well, Kathleen. Uh, but this is what we're doing. I'm going public with it. I'm it's like I'm fighting mad now. This is enough. This is too much. Too many years that my son has been fighting for this and we were hoping for the best and the letter would have came out positive in his favor that say, hey, we're gonna help you out. We're gonna we're gonna get you financial aid to support your family and and get you on the right track here we understand your your medical issues but no we got he got a negative he got a no-go and now we're taking this to the people we're getting it out there we're hoping we could get this going viral we we hope we could get your support for my son and his family i need we're going to contact the media to see if they could get on our side and help us out to do interviews with the law firm uh to see what they've done and, and how if they're fighting at all for my son to get this done right the, the judge, if he was a judge or, or I, there's another word for it, uh, they step in and they're just uh, they're not judges, but there's something else. Uh, I, my The word slips in my mind. But uh, enough of me. Let me let's get back to, to my son. I thank you all for your your comments and sticking with us. Don't go anywhere. Please stick around. Uh, we're still going to talk to you. I, w- I want to hear from his wife as well. Uh, but let's get back with Junior and and uh, tap into uh, where he feels that where he feels that that they they're failing him at and uh, how he feels about that. Okay, Junior, go ahead.
1: Well, I just want to point out to to everybody that's listening, if you guys struggle like I do, I know I keep repeating myself, but I think that's the only way you can break through to, to keep repeating yourself. If they're not listening, you got to repeat yourself and repeat it and repeat it. That's how it is for me with every single doctor that I get at to keep repeating myself to each and every person that I talk to, but if you have a good, I, I, I'll tell you the truth or not. I have, I love my primary doctor. I love her to death because she did a lot for me. She, um, when, I, when I had real bad, severe anxiety uh, when I was able to see her, because she was on the third floor, she would come down to the first floor for me with no question. She will come down to the first floor. Then she got moved to the, to the fourth floor at a different hospital, uh, another Kaiser, she came down from the fourth floor to the first floor to meet me. Mm-hmm. And she accommodated me. Mm-hmm. And every time I would, I would talk to her, I always tell her, you know what, I love you as, as my doctor. Mm. Because she went out of her way to come all the way down from the fourth, third floor to the first floor to see how I was doing.
0: Yeah, that's, that, that's a doctor who cares.
1: Now, if you have a doctor like that, stay with that doctor. If you have a doctor that CGPS, then switch over.
0: Yeah, that's what Kathleen was saying. You know, switch doctors. And I tell her, yep. yeah, you have.
1: Because I have a primary doctor that I love to death, and I know she loves me back. Because else she wouldn't do that for me. She, she, she doesn't have to come down from her office just to see me on the first floor in a different office.
0: Let me ask you. She you- has other
1: patients, but you know what? That shows me that
0: she cared for me let me ask you yeah. junior um uh, uh, let me uh, let me ask you i forget before I forget the question um you know it it's uh how what do you want to see happen uh for you right now in, in through the system
1: I don't know what's going on with the system, but you know what um i feel like it's it's failing me. I I believe it's telling other people who have a sickness. Maybe you might not have anxiety, but you have a different sickness that keeps you from doing things. Like me, when I didn't have anxiety, I was enjoying life. I was free-minded, free spirit, went everywhere, traveled with my wife, went to San Francisco, went to San Diego. I was so happy when I would go to different places like that. I'd be taking pictures like crazy because I was so excited. And just for it, to get uh taken away like that. It's it's miserable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you right now, it sucks. I don't wish it upon anybody. But um I'm gonna let you know that my primary doctor went out for me because I know some of the doctors said, Oh well we need you to come and do blood work. Oh we need you to come do some lab work oh we need you to do this. And my wife fought for me. She fought with Kaiser. And my primary doctor fought for me, too. And she got me home care where the nurse would come out to your house and take your blood, take urine samples, check your blood pressure. So there's stuff out there that that, that can help you. And Don't ever think because they say no, just keep fighting for it. And it'll happen.
0: I was trying to find a picture of you so I could put you up in the screen there. So they can get a, a, an image of who you are and what you look like. But uh, I can't find anything on my laptop right now that I can insert. Uh, it, it, are we able to speak with uh, Melody? Can can we talk with your wife now? Is she there? I want to hear her point of view. All right.
1: There
0: she is. All right. Thank you, son. We'll get back to you again. Hello. Right. Uh, hello. hello. Hi. Hello, daughter-in-law. So... Uh, I want to get yeah. your point of view on and, and, and it's OK. Don't hold back. If you're fighting mad, I want to hear that. If you're just depressed, if you're you're feeling and I'd like to say hello to my cousins out there, uh, Diane and, and, and Larry. I know he okay. had told me to call him and I and haven't done it yet. So I feel so bad. I'm sorry. I'll get to uh, maybe after this show. I'll call you, Cousin Larry. Uh, Henry Saavedra in here. Can you get together some sort of petition? That's what I'm trying to do right now, brother. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get something going on right now by going live here on my broadcast to give uh, this whole show most of it. I'm going to play some music for the people and give away the CDs, hopefully, uh, still. But this is more important, my son and his family. Thank you. So um, I just want to get this out there right now. So, yeah, this is why we're going live so that we can start getting the push going out there to the public. And to the media, and get this out in the forefront, so that the lawyers that are work, supposedly helping my son, the the judge that gave my case, uh, my son, a no go for uh, his financial aid, they can. We we need to embarrass them, for 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 shame on them, for not seeing the trueness in my son, his suffering, and all that he's going through. So let's hear from my daughter in law. So uh, Malady, tell me tell me how you feel and, and what's going on right now.
2: Well. Um... Junior has had anxiety. Mostly I want to say we've been together 25 years, and I've noticed within the last maybe 10 years it got worse. And what really is frustrating is that when you as a citizen or U.S. citizen and he needs help, mental help, and he's asking for mental help and he does not get it or it's inadequate, um, I find that very hard and frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's especially hard when you apply for, you know, social security disability, things along that line, and they don't approve you, I believe, because it's a mental illness. If, if he had something wrong, like his leg was amputated or, you know, something that someone can physically see, it would be easy to say, "Oh, yeah, that person's disabled," but when it's something mental, nobody knows the struggle, how it is to live with somebody with a mental disability.
0: Yeah, like Junior, you know? like Junior said, you know, you can look at you can look at him and not know there's anything wrong with him, and and that's the hard thing is to try to, you you want to feel normal when people look at you. You don't want to let them know that you're you're so in desperate need of of, of trying to hold back this anxiety and panic. So, I, like Junior says, you look normal, but it's inside that's, that's really torturing you.
2: It's very hard. It's very hard living with someone who, you know, who used to be an outgoing person that used to like talking to people, that used to like going to work, who liked to enjoy life, and then to see him, you know, wither away into being a recluse in the house with the windows drawn not being able to go to our children's functions, not being able to do things with me or when I was hospitalized or his son or daughter was hospitalized, just things that people take for granted and it's very frustrating when you want the help but they're not willing to give you the help. It's very, very hard and it's very, very frustrating on all levels emotionally physically financially everything
0: yeah and with the family as well too you know you, you know, the, the kids uh uh have to deal with this as well and see how you are feeling and, and hurt as well it's not just a you know, junior going through it you have to deal with it the, the kids have to deal with it and you know this is why we i need to bring this out in the forefront uh because this is personal this is our family my family uh, you, you, and the family are going through this thing. That you need, you need this to be out there now. We had enough years of letting the lawyer and his office try to deal with it, and they got us nowhere, or they got my son nowhere, and your family. So we're gonna have to take this public. We're gonna have to try to get the media on our side, the people on our side, and we're gonna have to try to take this out there to the to the media and everybody out there, to, so they can help us get on board with uh, and and, and trying to change the mind and see the truth. Uh, from the judges that are at the courthouses for uh, for junior and uh, just let me say by the way those people that are tuned in right now you're listening to the Keith Allen show a special edition of uh, uh, the critically uh, need of, of my my son junior and his uh, severe panic and anxiety attacks and his denial from the courts to get financial support and aid from from his uh, medical issues. And we're talking to his wife right now melody. Uh, so uh, again i want to say when we first heard the news and i first got the phone call and we're we're all talking uh there was a lot more uh into what you all were feeling you all were crying you all were desperate you're all your your everybody's high toned uh, everybody was emotionally high uh, you know with all the 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 broken hearts and, and the news of this uh and so you know right now you know it, that, that's that's something what we need to know about because going through the phone line and just listening to you right now, you can't see that, your emotional breakdown. Uh, you guys are feeling like you're having a nervous breakdown, an emotional breakdown. Uh, you know, I, I, I just need to really know how you feel, uh, you know, the way things are going right now it, with having to handle uh, the kids involved and, and uh, you know, the way you have to live with this. It's
2: hard. It's very... It- People are amazed how I function, but it's hard because I have to keep it strong for my family. I can't show Junior that I'm worried. I can't show my kids, you know, their dad's real, I mean, they see their dad struggle daily with the anxiety and the depression, or even going outside. You know, sometimes he he can't go get the mail like you or I go. He can't go take the dog for a walk. He can't even walk in his driveway, you know, and people take that for granted. And it's it's sad because right now, and how I realized, I don't know how Junior puts up with it, when the pandemic first started and we all had to be stuck at home for two weeks, I was literally crawling up the walls, you know, trying to, oh, my God, how am I going to do this, whatever. And then he tells me this is me every day for the last five years.
0: I just wanted to say, uh, to refer to the comments over here, Uh, yeah, it's called a magistrate. Yes, thank you very much, Gilbert, for that. Uh, The magistrate fills in for the judge, because it's not always a judge that gets on the phone call and deals with this stuff, because judges are more busy doing all this uh, criminal justice stuff, and they're not available. So thank you for that, Gilbert, my brother. I appreciate that. And then Darlene is saying uh, that uh, to get all his medical records yourself and submit them all yourself, uh, excluding the doctor diagnosis, Uh, It takes years because that's the protocol. Uh, But yeah, so if you're just joining us right now, uh, they have uh, been in this process for five, six years now uh, that my son's been waiting. Uh, He hasn't been working. He truly wants to be at work right now. He wants to be at his job. Uh, He's like his father, who has a very high work ethic and commitment. Uh, I've been doing working in the film industry 35 years without missing a day. Thank God. I had not missed a day of work, it's not every day, I don't work Monday through Friday, but I'm self-employed, and when they called me for a job, if you want it, I took every, just about 99.9% of my jobs, but I was there 2, 4 hours, two, three, four hours early, and I stood late, you know, I, I was always there, 35 years, so, my son's the same way, he has that same worth ethic, and so, yes, it's been years that they've been dealing with this already, so, This is why eventually I'll make another show to catch everybody up on all the processes that they actually been. Well, maybe you could run through some of that stuff with us right now, Malady, of when you first started and all the things, all the steps that you've been going through right now that you've been through and still feel uh, and still got denied. Tell us about that.
2: Um, It it just started when he had his um, back in 2015 in November, the week of Thanksgiving, he had a nervous breakdown and I found out he stopped working, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that prior to that he was missing work, and he never talked about it, and of course, when it's mental illness or when someone's feeling a certain way, they never tell anybody. They keep it secret. They keep it private, and for fear of shame or whatever the case was, and when I found out, that's that's when he had his nervous breakdown, and just trying to get the help that he needed took six months to get help and you know medical help and just it was just it was very frustrating and even then they thought he was playing around that he wanted to be home or I don't know what I don't know what they I don't know what whom thought what but they didn't take it seriously and now it's been five years and he still is trying to seek um psychiatric help and trying to live with this anxiety that he has daily, all, all day, every day.
0: What kind of processes? I mean, what kind of things did they make you do, though, like uh, when you first tried to apply uh, for his assist, what, what, what was it, Social Security, disability, or what, what was he applying for?
2: Um, he did he tried applying for he did apply for Social security disability and ironically, you know it was hard because they said he had no documentation. but how can you get documentation if you can't leave the house? <laughs> so yeah. I mean it's, it's odd. I mean, I get what they're saying you need documentation, but for his particular illness, he cannot leave the house. How can he
0: see someone? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, i'm gonna i'm just gonna break in really quick because i want to i want to capitalize on that too as well uh, and this is what i'm trying to advocate about here this is what i, tra- I want to uh, open the eyes and ears of the public because uh, this this is out there it, it is it is a, a big problem a lot of people have this and it there's it's almost like there's nobody that knows about it it's like okay yeah like you said you have broken finger you go in for that they can see it broken this cut off that whatever uh, but yet Uh, okay, I have severe panic and anxiety. Uh, You look normal to me. (laughs) You know, it's like we need them to understand that this is on the top of the list of heart attacks, strokes, severe panic attack. That's on the top of the three-tier list because it's real. It's out there. It needs to be recognized, and they need to know that this is a real deal and uh, that, you know, those that are honest and true about having it and needing the help, they need to understand and recognize, just like people who fought for their handicap rights to get signs put out on the parking lots, to get signs put on their cars and their doors, their, their license plate. Uh, they fight for all these rights to get what they need because they're, they, they've had problems, you know, going up the, the sidewalk on the, in, in a wheelchair. There were curbs. They couldn't even get them. They had to go through the street to get up a, a, a driveway, you know. Now we have these curbs where they have handicapped access so they can just cross the street and go up easily. So, you know, this is the fight that we're in right now. We're in the fight to try to have the, the, the medical institutions, the police department and fire departments and, and political f- figures know and understand that severe panic attack where you feel like you're going to float away, you're going to die, you're going to have a stroke, whatever it is, your, your short of breath is real. This stuff is that it can be detrimental to your health eventually, and uh, it can lead to a suicidal tendency. You know, we don't need that. So uh, I just needed to tap into that because we don't have that recognition for this, this disease or th- this problem that we're having, and I need people to understand that. So uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to capitalize on that. And then I want to tap in just really quickly on the comments here. Uh, Darlene says it's, uh, it's even harder when you're married. Uh, And then uh, she says, uh, I've helped a lot of people get on SS SS. But if he's diagnosed already and 55, uh, he can claim early retirement. But the doctors have involved. uh, You can't just let the system handle it. Yeah, he's under 55 for sure. He's barely in his 40s. so anyway, go, go ahead. I, I need to hear. Uh, hi, Martha. Hi, everybody. I, I, welcome. Thank you for sticking around with us. Now, in the beginning of the show, I just wanted to say again and, and just go back and, and digress. I was really upset. I was really mad. I, I was really taking this uh, hard and, and, and holding back a lot. But I, 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 I verbally said, you know, if those of you come in here and I'm going to find you and, and I'm going to kick you off and, and block you off my pages and all that, Now just, just know that I was, I'm very, I was very angry. I was very upset. I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy who does those kind of things. I might. I just said it. I said it, but I, I. I really. I don't mean it because, it's just anger talking. It's just anger because of the system failing us and my son failing. Failing them and his family, not me, but, uh, but me at the same time because I had panic and anxiety. My family members are dealing with it right now. So, uh, what else can you tell us, uh, Melody? Melody um, had to
3: take a call. Um, so she handed me the phone, but I could share, um, some situations
0: that I've gone through with our son. Okay. Yeah. First of all, let's, uh, let me tell him that it's Kathy. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathy's on the phone right now. She took, uh, she's going to speak with us. Kathy is uh, my wife and, uh, mother of, of our children, Junior and Robert. So go ahead.
3: Okay. I could share uh, some situations, uh, that I've experienced. I've gone with Junior to his appointment. We call him Junior. Um, and, um, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but while we were waiting for his doctor, he could not go inside the building. We were waiting, and he peed on himself, and this has happened different times because he's so nervous. He's having his anxiety. They, the doctor wanted him to go on the third floor. He couldn't go on the third floor. Um, he's waiting, and, and he, he finally makes it inside the, the hospital, and it's like he's just shaking he's turning red, his skin ch- changes color, he gets jittery, um, he just like can't handle it. Like he's being closed in, like someone's just, like you're in a um, one of those things that just smash up uh, bottles and crushes it. Um, he experiences really severe attacks.
0: Yeah, and it's not like he hasn't tried to make it to his doctor's appointments and uh, to the courthouse, which he has. We're, I'm a witness to that. His, his mother's a witness. His wife is a witness. His mother-in-law's a witness. Everybody in the family is a witness to my son trying to get to his appointments. But as he drives up there with me and his mom or his wife, he, you know, he has to stop somewhere and throw up, you know, because he feels so nauseated and sick with anxiety and panic that, you know, he's trying to, to make it. But he gets so, so nauseated, he has to stop and vomit on the side of the road there and then head back home. Uh, but he has tried, it's the, and I want you all to know that. It's not like he hasn't tried and he's just been sitting at home. What so,
3: I'm talking about happened a while back. This has gotten worse. Um, that's when he was trying to go. He can't even try no more. He can't even try to leave because it's too hard for him. He gets to the door, and it's like he can't go past the door. He's missed out on so many events for the kids. Um, his son being born, he couldn't be a part of it, and it hurts him. He couldn't go to the father daughter dance my grand- our granddaughter had to get someone else to take her to that. um he's missed out on a lot of events, and he's here by himself and and it brings on severe depression, you know, yeah, it makes them very depressed,
0: yeah, I know and and see that's another thing that we we could tap into as well visualize you normally not having any problems in life and you get up, you shower, you get dressed. And if you shower, I don't know, <laughs> but it's, this is not a funny thing, but you know, you don't want to have a stroke from having so much tension either. You got to let something out. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you, brother, uh, Henry. Uh, you're very welcome brother for uh, saying that he says uh, he thanks us for educating the listeners about this disease. So thank you. And hello to Martha and everybody in here and sticking with us and sharing this with your watch parties. Uh, but now so like what was i saying kathy well,
3: i wanted to share too it's like when you blow up a balloon and people with with anxiety panic attacks even with the depression that comes along with it uh the air starts to come out of a balloon slowly and that's what it's like for them they're being crushed by these symptoms and because of everything that's going on with his health and not getting um the good health that he needs the right health, uh, I mean, not health, but, um, you know, the right... um,
0: Medical um, attention.
3: Yes, because he's not getting that, and it's being neglected, shut underneath the rug type of thing. Uh, Something has to be done so we can get this going. He wants to help out his family. And I truly believe that this is what's causing him to have heart issues. I believe this is what's causing him. To, it's so much strain on his body that it's causing heart issues. What do you think, Keith? Do you think it could be the reason why he has
0: that? Well, yeah. You figure after going on six years of this, you know, having uh, the stress level of working uh, all, most all your life, and then all of a sudden it stops, and the severe panic and it takes over your body, and 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 not feeling like a man to step up to support his family. Uh, not being able to pay bills and, and and contribute financially wise, or financial wise to your family, having uh, your wife handle a lot and and finances, it really breaks you down. I mean, it really makes you feel less of a man and like you're not worthy. And you know, depression and and you know, a lot of thoughts go through your uh, man's head dealing with that. So I remember what I was talking about is being alone. You know, so we all take shot. We take off. We enjoy our life. We're out there eating and and socializing, whatever it was. In a pandemic state, of course, but uh, but now my son and people that have this this disease that with a severe panic and anxiety uh, attacks, they're locked in the home. They have to stay there. And there's many times I I feel so heartbroken that I can't take my son out anywhere. I can't pick him up and say, hey, son, let's go to, to the store. Let's go to the restaurant. Let's go eat somewhere every time, every day that I have to think about visiting over there uh, with his mom and, the, and them. And know that I, I, his mom and I, if we have to go somewhere, we have to leave without him. We can't invite him. He can't come with us because of this disease and, and his his health issues. So it, it's it breaks our heart uh, deeply, you know, to have to go through this. Uh, okay, go ahead. Is it Junior again?
3: No, I'm calling him um, because Melody was on the phone, but she either she's talking to work or she's talking to someone to try to get something going. But here's Junior. Um, he will get back on the phone.
0: Yeah, the phone yeah, yeah yes. He, uh, Darlene, yes, he applied for the unemployment. That ran out. Uh, so, you know, he he exhausted that on uh, the unemployment side. Um, you know, uh, maybe there's a, you know, you know seem to know quite a bit, Darlene. <laughs> maybe there's a way that we can uh, connect uh, after the show. You can message us, a link uh, with how to get a hold of you so that we can talk with you further. Uh, it, we could definitely use anybody's support right now. Uh, and like I said, I'm gonna try to get a hold of the, the news stations and see if I could tap into that and just start getting people on board with us who wanna help out and get together a coalition or a group or start something of, of panic, a severe panic and anxiety uh, supporters for people who can't fight for themselves. They can't leave the house. We are their voice. We are their their bodies. We have to go out for them and do for them and help them uh, because they can't do it on their own. And they're at home. You can imagine how depressing it is sitting at home. You can't fight for yourself. You can't go to court. You can't tell the judge in person what you want to do so bad that you have these issues and you want to, you want to tell him, but you can't. And, and you want to go somewhere, but you can't. Imagine that. Just, just You know, there was even a time where I, you know, I, I wanted to get a, a little cage, put it on a dolly, a, a little trailer take it to everywhere anywhere and tell people you want to know what panic and ang- severe i have to make sure i say severe because sometimes people say oh i have anxiety and panic attack like i said we're not talking about hey i'm not going to get the promotion at job oh i'm having anxiety oh shoot i'm not going to win the race in that sport event oh man i got a panic attack right now you know because of that no we're talking severe panic and anxiety where you're feeling like you're going to die your shortness of breath, you know, you're breathing shallow, your head, hands are sweaty and clammy, those kind of things. Very serious, ter- terrible kind of feelings. So we need to get this group started. The voices of the people are the, what we need in order to rise up, to show our, our government, our Congress, our state, our cities, the people in health care and the police department and the fire department that this is a serious thing that you need to understand and you can't just say, just keep trying or go a little further each time. You could do it. Uh, I believe in you. Just, it's all in your head. That's another big one that I used to get when I had it when I was a kid. It's just in your head. Just think just think of something else. Like I said before, it's easy for people to say that because they don't have it. They're not dealing with it. They're not dealing with that, that severe panic and anxiety. But those of us who went through it and had it know so thank you, Darlene. I appreciate that. We have to connect uh, somehow after the show. Uh, went through it with a lot of people. Well, if anybody who would know about it would be you. And uh, it sounds like you would be a big benefit to us uh, to getting something started here. Beatrice, welcome. Uh, yes, anxiety is very serious. I also have that in my life. But I pray every day for the better healings. Yeah, you know, that sometimes that's all one has is to keep praying for themselves to get better. Uh, but it's a physical kind of, uh it, it includes some physical aspects in it. It's not just all mental. It's a physical thing as well. Uh, so, But once we start a group on this, we have to get a virtual group started at first, going on, on, on Zoom or something. We have to get a, a panic anxiety group started. If you can't do it because I've had it, I know what it's like. And just talking about it, it, it's hard. I would not be able to stay in this room, unfortunately, if I had it right now, because just talking about it, hearing anything negative, can bring it on. And and you got to think positive. You always have to talk positive. So I applaud my son for, for dealing with us and speaking with us on the phone today. And we're still going to hear from him right now as soon as I finish talking. But uh, I applaud him and I, I commend him. I give him big uh, father hugs uh, for uh, being able to step up and get on the phone and share what he's going through, his pain and suffering with us. Um, it says, Darlene, uh, as I also... You, Darlene says, well, let me see. Let me see Beatrice. And then Kathleen. Yep. No one knows until you have walked in their shoes. Thank you. It, that's what I'm talking about. You have to walk in my shoes to know uh, what, what it's like. Uh, Darlene says you have to understand uh, once entitled uh, to SSI. It is also has kids entitled to the benefits and why. Yes, that's true. Uh, Francis says, no, it's real. And it's not just in his head. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're an advocate there too. You're part, you, you need to be part of the group. We're going to start a, a severe panic and anxiety attack group. And, and we're going to build this to thousands and thousands and thousands of people so that we can get our voices heard so we could step up and, and, and have a fighting chance for my son and his family to get financial aid instead of them denying him for his, his, his rightful place. Um, so, hello, Angie. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so, Junior, what do you have to say? Junior? Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right.
1: Uh, I also want to speak out on um, well, how, how it is, too, because um, it, it breaks my heart that, you know, I can't be around or take my kids anywhere. Um, I, I cried before when my daughter would have a seizure. And they put in the ambulance, and just picture your heart just breaking and tears falling from your eyes, watching your kid in the ambulance, and you can't be there with them. And my son, when he went in the ambulance, I couldn't go with him. It always had to be my wife, but just picture having that, that picture in your mind that your kid's hurt or your kid's sick, and they need their parent. But then you can't be there. But you want to. Picture having that in your your mind. I'll break down. I used to break down and cry because of that. It hurt me so much. Like I said, I can't be with my family all the time. When they go out, I can't enjoy amusement parks anymore. I can't enjoy going to the beach with my kids anymore. Um, And it's just something you need to understand look it up if you know anybody who has it listen to them listen don't push them away because there's always something different that you don't know that it could be something new for you that you could learn and in case you might get it you could probably try to work through it but that's why it's a heartbreak
0: son son, i wanted to ask you about if now that you're on on the live broadcast here on on the keith allen show uh, I want you to address the the the, the judge that uh, or any judge that would listen to your case, for that matter, uh, that would say, hey, let I'll do a phone interview with you, a video phone interview with you, because hearing your story and hearing what you're going through in the comments of the people that are watching and tuning in and listening and and also have gone through this and have been through it with their family and understand it, uh, this is a real deal. This, this is a gentleman that's not playing around. He's serious. So what do, what would you tell the judge uh right now if it's so a week in case they would be listening uh to our live broadcast?
1: For, for me?
0: Yeah, what would yeah. you tell the judge? What would you tell the judge uh you know or, or those listening at the court about what you're seeking or or I want you to this is your platform. You're at the courthouse right now. What do you want to tell the judge?
1: Can you please you know, I've been fighting about five years. I have severe anxiety where I can't enjoy my life anymore. My life is is gone right now. Um, I have no income coming in. I can't support my family. I'm, I can't support myself or my wife. I can't, you know, I can't take my kids anywhere. I can't go to the markets or stores or buy them, you know, stuff. And, and life's hard. And if you it can give me a chance and and um, grant me that the SSI, where it could help my family. It could, you know, help us.
0: What? Uh,
1: you know, I'm over here. You know, crying at times. I'm feeling like, like I'm a bum, less than a man, with having anxiety. I feel less than a man. I feel like it's make it makes me look weak. I'm not a weak person. I'm like. A heart
0: of a lion, but you know what this anxiety does do things to you. So, and I know you can be you're I, I'm I, you know I'm holding back a lot right now, and that's the, that's the, usually I don't I just let it out if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna cry I cry on, on my on my broadcast I don't care you know because it's a real emotion. So, are you if you if they think if people who think you're faking this or people are faking this what would you tell them?
1: People are faking it?
0: No, I'm saying, are you faking it?
1: No. I'm not faking it at all.
0: (laughs) So that's why I'm saying. What would you tell the people who think you're faking?
1: I'm not faking it. I'm 100% with severe anxiety. I'm a hardworking person. I've been working since I was 16 years old. I'm 42 right now. Um, I used to work. I can't say the name or, or place that I used to work at, but. I was there for years. I loved it. I loved everybody. We became family with everyone. Um, we'll go like to houses, wherever we have, like UFC fights or a game or something. And then that's how we get to know the family and we we become family. And that's what I had until everything got taken away from me where I got the new anxiety and I had to leave my job. And thinking maybe the next day that maybe it would be different. No, the same thing. I had to go home again. The next day, I feel okay. Boom, I had to leave again to the point where I had to resign from my job. That I couldn't stay anymore. I had to leave, which I didn't want to. And I missed that place, and I missed all my friends and, and everything. I'm a hardworking person where I was having money coming in. I was happy every day to a point to where, like, now every day I'm at home. I can't enjoy being at work. I can't go out there and enjoy being around with my friends and talking to them and have fun, tell jokes, go out to lunch with.
0: Well, yeah, and you know the sad thing about it too is through the, with the pandemic going on and this coronavirus that we're dealing with, and over two hundred thousand deaths in this in our United States of America here. Uh, you know, it, it's even it it adds to the pressure of what you have to go through and deal with. Uh, I just what I'm trying to what I want to do here is I I want to I want you to really express what you what you feel. How do you feel let down from the system? Uh, Do you feel like it it breaks your heart being so honest about what you're trying to say to the judge and the court uh, to try to grant you some some dignity of being a man with some financial aid uh, to support your family and stuff? Uh, How do you emotionally feel about that? Junior,
1: yeah, I'm sorry.
0: No, <laughs> so right.
1: sorry. Is it, is it just a lot of thinking. You know uh, how hard it, it, it hit me and my family. Um, I, I could say so much to a point where I could tell you everything, and look what happens when you're a truthful person. You tell the truth, and you say all the things that you feel, all the things that you're going through, how depressed you are, and you can't do anything about it. because It just just has you in a grip. And it's not letting go. It just gets tighter and tighter. And every day I feel like I'm going to be like a different person. My day's going to be good. My day's going to be good. Maybe the next day. Maybe the next day. Who knows? But it's always the anxiety that keeps taking over my life over and over and over.
0: How did your daughter and your son feel about this?
1: My my son and daughter, they don't really understand the anxiety. I don't want them to pick, I don't want to, to tell them too much about it because I don't want them to start feeling that way because they're young right now, they're enjoying life, and I'd rather have them enjoy the life and not think about what is anxiety. Oh, I'm starting to feel this way, I'm starting to feel that way. So the anxiety, I keep to myself until maybe, if they do end up getting it, I could talk about it. But I'm hoping that they that they don't get it in life, and suffer like I am.
0: Now, is there anything? What now? Uh, before we wrap it up with uh, what we're trying to accomplish here, and what we're trying to the word and the message we're trying to get out to the the viewing audience right now in our live broadcast. Uh, is, you know, dealing with severe panic and anxiety attacks after five years, almost six years, to get denied over and over again, you know, with appeal after appeal after appeal uh, and still get denied uh, financial assistance when you're so honest. And this is what we're talking about, is, is trying to, and, and almost saying shame on the, the, the courts for not really believing my son. And after so much they asked for, the attorneys and, and, and the attorney is asking for so much. My son had and his wife had to go through doing so much themselves. The, the attorneys were just like, hey, we need this. Uh, we need that. It's like, what the hell? Why did not you, you guys doing that? Why ain't your office? You're an attorney. And my son never got to speak to the attorney personally. It's always that. Uh, uh, who is it? Who do you speak to, Junior? Case manager. Yeah, the case manager. You know, he never even spoke once to the attorney. Maybe one. I don't know. Uh, but. Come on now, if you're going to uh, uh, hire an attorney to help you fight a case, speak to the darn person once in their life, you know? And, and so they're always asking them to do everything. Get this from the doctor. Get that from this doctor. Bring us that paper. Send us that fact. Send us a letter. Have everybody write letters and do this. I mean, shit, they hardly even lift a finger. And once I find out if, uh, what, how legal it is for me to bring up their name and to shame them for, for not fighting hard enough for my son and taking all these years to, to have nothing happen, but to get them denied, it's not worthy of you guys being into a, a, a business of uh, being an attorney for somebody like my son who's fighting for his, his honest right here. And uh, the ball might have been dropped somewhere. Maybe they don't understand it as well as they should. This is what we're doing here right now. We're making them understand. We're going live. I'm going to post this video on Anchor. It's going to go on my YouTube channel, put it on Twitter uh you know uh instagram i going to post it wherever i can any of you people that are here uh, with us in in on the keith allen show if you can repost it on, on your friends and family and, and pay, any place you can think of to try to get this message out sort of people to watch and to listen and to try to acquire support for what we're trying to do here uh basically we're trying to fight for the right for my son to get his financial aid after almost six years of waiting and waiting and waiting, dealing with severe panic and anxiety, not f- feeling up to being a man anymore. He can't work. He can't support his family. And his wife works hard uh, all the time, trying to support uh, all the family right now. And uh, I need to get a last message from you, Junior. And if Malady, if she's still around, I want to get a last message from her. What, what's the last thing you want the people, uh, what you want to leave them in their mind with, and Kathy as well. So Junior, go ahead, last thoughts.
1: You know that they say, well, your wife or your husband, whoever has a sickness or a working person, they say, they, they'll say, oh, well, you're denied because your wife or husband's working and they could support you. But what they don't understand, what if the relationship um, is going the other way and you guys end up breaking up or you get divorced? What are you going to be collecting? Nothing. So yeah, she may she may be working, but I'm not getting money in my pocket. I'm not getting money in my account. I'm not pulling out money out of my pockets for my kids, and I can't do that.
0: You know, let me let me break into one more time. Do you mind talking about? Is it okay if you, we mention you know what your both your, your your children go through? Well,
1: my kids go through a lot of stuff. My son has has um he has autism my daughter has has um epilepsy and see these are things that people don't understand or know. My daughter and son could you could walk right by them and think nothing or you could talk to them and think nothing. I never got to see my daughter have an uh, a seizure for a long time. So one day when we're at home she had one and I saw it for the very first time. And when she had to go on the ambulance and be taken away and and being a father just watching your daughter doesn't know what's going on. Um it, it's like her mind's not not there and you can't do anything about it, or your son is um autism is you know they do different things. People don't understand. Like, what's wrong with that kid? Why is he doing that? Why is he what? Why are you doing certain things like that? They're always thinking that bad things or make fun of them because oh, he's slapping his hands, always oh, making sounds, or oh, he's doing this. They don't understand. They don't understand how to how to how uh, how to have autism in your family.
0: Well, let, uh, let's let's be fair though. Uh, let's be fair because I don't want to get a lot of hate mail from people who have children that have it. Uh, because I know there are people, uh, many people with children with autism and uh, that have uh, epilepsy. So let's just, let's be fair to them people. But I, I understand your meaning, uh, what you mean. You know, you mean a lot of people out there don't know. And, and that's the truth. You know, A lot of people don't understand it because they never lived with it or dealt with it. So what is the last message that, uh, first of all, I want to get to the comments and thank you all for commenting and putting your positive spin on helping out and, and giving us y- your input and your, your, your compassion and sharing with your family and friends. It is no joke. P- severe panic and anxiety is no joke. Plus, he's dealing with his son that has uh, autism. His daughter has epilepsy. So, you know, this is compounding, a lot of compounding health issues. And we're just trying to, we're not asking for all your sympathy and, all you know, oh, poor you guys. No, you, what we're trying to do here is make an awareness. Where I'm trying to, with my show, I have a platform right now so that I can use it to, a, to benefit not just my family, but yours as well. A platform to where we can get this message out to people who know about it, have it, and never spoke out. that were too embarrassed, too shy, or, or, or just didn't want to deal with having to tell anybody. This is the platform for it now. I'm here to start the, the, the train moving, and I need you all to come on board. So that we can start getting more people involved here, more people that will share with us their pain, their suffering, their stories. So we can get all this petition going on of saying this needs to be on one of the top tier of emergencies that needs to be recognized in the book. Not just somewhere laying out there and in between a thousand pages of severe panic and anxiety. So I thank you all for all your comments. We're not going anywhere yet. We you know, we're only an hour, 20 minutes in. Uh, so yes, it is very heartbreaking, you know, and I, like, once again, I've been through it when I was a young kid, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. I've been through it, so I know. but I, let me get some, uh, some last minute, uh, you know, uh, expression or, or like comments from me, junior and is melody still around.
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to say a thing that just like you mentioned, I'm not looking for handouts. I'm not, I don't want people to think, Oh, the poor guy. Listen, uh, this is, I'm just talking from experience and real life. I'm not looking for people to just come up to me, oh, so sorry you got this, so sorry you got that. I know there's people that out there that that have it and family members who have to deal with it and they understand it. Why don't you try to understand it instead of poking fingers, making fun of, or talk behind the back? Why do you have... You ever wondered what it's about? How does it feel? Because one day it could be you. You know what I mean?
0: Hey, tell them tell to turn tell them tell to turn that TV down, Junior.
1: Yeah. So, like I know a lot Thank of people see it like a small violin and everything. Uh, I'm not I'm not that type of person.
0: No, I know you're not. I know for Santa, as your father, I know that you're not, uh, you know, I wouldn't be doing this kind of a show if I thought you were not that kind of person that that, that deserves this, this opportunity, this chance uh, for people to hear what, what you're going through. If you were a bad son or I didn't care about you or you weren't worthy of having this done, I would never put you on this platform on my show. Uh, not at all. But, you know, that that speaks volumes of how I uh, believe in my son and I know how honest he is. He's not a lying man. He's always been honest. He's always been upfront with people. He's got a big, kind heart. He's very giving, loving, caring, you know. So, you know, it's, it's not, I just want, we need awareness. And the, the reason why we I started this uh, into my show right now, too, is because we heard the news, or he got the letter of the denial of his financial aid from the court after doing a video uh, phone call with the judge or the magistrate. And, you know, now we're here trying to say come on now really this is you know you should be ashamed court or justice system justice system but now hopefully somewhere down the line they're gonna see this video and listen to my son speak the truth and what he really feels what he's going through what his family's going through and and hopefully you they'll change their mind and uh, give justice where it's due so okay we need to have uh you finish up on your dialogue junior well, not your dialogue. He don't have no page in front of him with script. <laughs> I don't mean that. But, you know, just, uh, w- you know, what's your last thoughts? And then I want to hear from Melody and then Kathy.
3: Um, hi, Keith. It's Kathy. Uh, Melody's on the phone um, because uh, she's been receiving calls from work and calls that she's made on behalf of Junior. Um, I don't know if she's going to be able to come back on the phone because they're trying to get a hold of different people. But – um Yeah, um, it's really hard when you have a loved one that's going through that, and a lot of people don't understand it because they can't see it. They can't see it because you don't have an open wound. They can't see it because you don't have all these things wrong with you that's visible. You know, it's on the inside, so they can't see it, you know. It's not like you need surgery for it, but you need something for it, you know, and sometimes medication doesn't always help. You know, sometimes you need more than that. Um, What it is, I don't know, um, but something has to happen because it's it's just getting worse as it goes along. And we've all experienced something different with our son. Uh, Our grandkids experience something different where he's not around because he can't because they're going places and they want him there, but he can't be there. But yet they see other kids with their parents at the school, at the outings that they go to with family and or wherever they may go, and Junior can't get in the car with them because he can't go out there. Um, it's really hard when you can't go out your front door. And it's like a prison. You're in a prison. Um, for how many years you've had this illness, you're in a prison. And people don't understand. You know, if, if something doesn't come along to actually help him, it can last forever, and we don't want that.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't want uh, you know, I don't want him to get in such a depressed state where... You know, he eventually, you know, could think bad thoughts, you know, and I, I, you know, he constantly we constantly call him. He talks to us. He cries with his mom a lot, you know, and we have to try to bring him out of that. Uh, You know, we fear the worst all the time. Uh, You know, uh, we're living our life and then all of a sudden, you know, we we get a call from him and he's crying. He's depressed and he sounds really bad, you know, and we're trying to, you know, bring him out of it and, and tell him it'll be okay. We're here for you. And so that's why I said, you know, I'm fighting mad. I got to start something. I can't let my son go out this way. Uh, as a father, as a parent, uh, and uh, uh, many of you that are parents that have your children, you all know what I'm saying. You all know you, you fight for your kids to get them good, to be in good health, to keep them from being harmed. And, you know, so this is what I'm doing as a parent. I have a platform. I'm using it not to take advantage of it, but to, to be able to help, not just the, the, our family, but yours as well. And that's what it's all about. That's a big difference. Uh, I'm not here just for us. I want us, us, us. No, if you have issues, I want to help you too. I want us to help each other be a group, be a team, uh, stick together. All of us that have the panic and severe panic and anxiety and the issues that we're dealing with. I need us to all uh, understand that we can help each other. Thank you, uh, Martha Bedola, for all of that, to uh, connect with my son or connect with us, to give us links and things. I appreciate that. After the show, message me, uh, the city, county he lives in, and get you guys some resources. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm going to play some music uh, a little bit, you know, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, have you all call in uh, to win three of the CDs again. Those of you who won already, uh, you know, you're excluded from this, of course, if you want already. Uh, and Martha, just so you know, Bedola, I'm working on a, on the page before my son called us and gave us that bad news about them being denied. I was working on the, the, the newsletter with uh, your picture with the CD receiving it. So that after I done, I'm done, i done with the show and I f- finished, you know, powering down certain things, I'm going to work on that newsletter again. And, and then what I'm going to do is message it to you uh, on Messenger. So you'll have it right away. Uh, but I thank you for that. So, yeah.
3: Um <clears throat> we know everybody that's listening right now we know by us coming together as a family we're family you're just you're not somebody who just lo- just watches the show and requests a song cuz that's what we usually do or listen to one of his talk shows when he talks about whatever it may be like this one is about our our son and and our daughter and our grandkids but we're family y- you guys are family when i call you guys sweet and beautiful i mean it when Keith says stuff, he means it. We're here for each other, you know, to support each other. But we we have to stand together as a as a group, you know. We can't let none of us fall to the side. So if you have any problems, come to us. We will help you. But don't forget, we need to pray for Martha's son that was in that that very serious accident as well.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So Junior is not available anymore. But thank you for that, Kathy.
3: Um, um I'm having trouble hearing
0: you. Uh, yeah, I know it's cuz I I I working on some uh some, some getting some stuff fixed up here. Um I'm seeing if I could get this up here. I want to put the phone number up. Uh somebody asked for the phone number. Uh so uh Yeah, all right. So the junior's busy right now and Malady's busy right now?
3: Um what did you say about junior? What?
0: Yeah, is is he is he busy? Is he uh, there busy right now? I I just want to hear him say thank you for to everybody.
3: He's coming right now. Um, Keith, also to let you know, we were having issues with the Wi-Fi. So, our listeners, if I didn't answer your comment or give you a heart or something, um, it's due to the fact we're having issues with the Wi-Fi and we were getting buffering and it wasn't letting us see anything. So. I'll go back after the show and look through your comments and answer them because we we want everybody to know we see you. You know, we see your comments and and
0: yeah, we're, you answer every one of them.
3: Yes, I do, and um, we make a point to notice everybody. Nobody's invisible to us. Nobody.
0: So. All right. All right. So uh, yeah. So the way you can get a hold of us. Uh, you can mail us a letter or, you know, if you want to at uh, my peel box. Uh, and, I, I, you know, that's one thing I didn't type up and have a, plat, uh, a, a plate made. I should have made a, 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 a frame made with my peel box. And I thank you for bringing this up. So now I'm going to remember to do that next time. But this is the number right now. Don't call in right now because I'm talking to uh, Kathy Jr. On, that, on this line. So um, it'll probably just interrupt the phone call. But after we're done, I'm done with the phone call, which will be very shortly. Uh, Then if you'd like to call in to win uh, the CD, I'll let you know when you could call in to win uh, the first CD, the second CD, and then the third. Uh, But also if you want to just give any comments to what you heard on the show today, uh, you're more than welcome to share that with us uh, here live on the Keith Allen show broadcast. Um, But this is the number that you could call in to the Keith Allen show. uh, That's to win. And it's also um, for, you know, the uh you know request line when the show isn't this serious um so what would you say okay is that melody trying to talk to me or Uh, okay junior i wanted you to at least thank the people and say your your goodbyes and stuff like that or y'all see you later i
1: just want to thank everybody that came on to listen and and for the support and encouragement and um learning something new that you know that you never get to learn from somebody that with the experience and i appreciate everybody that, that came in and listened and i'm thankful
0: for it great yeah all right well the family feels the same way melody feels the same way Thank you, son, for allowing uh, us to uh, hear what you have to say and, and what you feel about the outcome of, of your judgment and how we're trying to make that better and make them change, overturn that decision uh, by having a lot of people petition and get on board with hearing how true and honest you are about uh, your, your, your you know issues, your diagnosis, your disease that you're going through with the severe panic and anxiety. So thank you very much for uh, allowing us uh, to speak with you and and your mom and and melody all right uh thank you son i love you and uh we'll be uh talking after the show oh,
1: sorry. thank
0: you love you too okay bye son all right, Bye, all right so there's uh my son jr his wife and um uh kathy my better half my sunshine um she is also our ma- admin and moderator uh, for the Keith Allen Show, whenever we're in here, thank you for your prayers. Uh, we totally appreciate your prayers, uh, most definitely. So um, yeah, and we'll we'll try to we'll definitely co- try to connect with those of you that are going to help with some links or some information that uh, we can use. But also, like I said, I want to get a, a group started—a severe panic attack anxiety group—with all of our viewers and listeners that I have on the Keith Allen Show to start something that we're going to be able to help each other uprise and being able to, you know, make this uh, out in the forefront for people to understand a little bit more or, you know, at least educate them for those that don't understand it. We can educate them on what they need to know. Uh, So, yeah, you know, he's he's hanging in there, staying strong. It's hard after five years, six years, you know, uh, you know, hoping for the best and constantly getting negative this and and negative that and and negative, you know, you know, um, replies from uh the, the decisions to get his his financial assistance and it just keeps going on and on, you know, so he's going to try have to try to appeal it again. Uh, you know, it's like I hear stories uh, sadly about people who go on and go on for years and years and then that the last year when they're finally going to get it, they end up dying anyway, you know, so it's almost like they know something. They ask their doctor, hey, is this guy going to die five years from now? OK, we'll wait till then and then we'll give it to him and then they're not going to get it anyway. So we'll win. It's a win win for us. And then they they can't they don't give it to your next kin either, if you're if it, in the lawsuit for ten years and you're trying to fight for your SSI or your 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 money, and then you finally get it at the end and then you die, they're not going to give it to your wife, they're not going to give it to your daughter, your son, your family, they just take it. Well, you're gone. All right, sorry about that. So you know, um, so we, uh, all right. Well, we we uh I we pray for my son and his wife and his family, for them to um get a better decision this next time, uh, for his appeal to go the right way. He deserves it. He's an honest, hardworking man that, that used to work and love his job. Uh, so I, you know, I, so right now, uh, there's the number, uh, I am going to take, uh, the first caller, the first caller who calls in, uh, you're going to win the first CD. That's how I'm going to do it. The first caller, first CD, second caller, well, not the the second CD. I'm going to give away in a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and take some, uh, some uh, music dedications, uh, and then uh, we'll start uh, playing a few a few songs here and uh, and move along like that. So uh, there's the number to call in to uh, the Keith Allen Show uh, dedication line, to the win line, to the hotline, uh, 626-425-6906. All right, we have a caller right now. And don't forget, if you want already, be honest and not... Not win again. Okay. Okay. Let's see who we have. The first All right. And, uh, who do I have on the uh, line?
1: So, uh,
2: there's a number to call in. Hello.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who do I and have? On the, gonna... Who do I have on the line right now?
1: Diane Gonzalez.
0: Diane Gonzalez. Okay. Are you calling in uh, for the to win the CD? Yes. Yeah. To win the CD. All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, you there you go. There it is right there. And what I gonna what I usually do is if I can find where I where I put it. Thank you. I'm so happy. (laughs) You're the first winner, the first caller, uh, the first CD. So I'm gonna go ahead and take it out of its sleeve here and I'm gonna sign it for you here live on the broadcast. Uh and then um yeah, so you're the first winner. Congratulations. I'm signing it right now. And I, thank you, thank you. Yes, this is the Cor, uh, Corey and Keith Silva uh, From Me To You Studio Recorded CD. It's a gold CD. Look at that. Really nice. Thank, thank <laughs> you. Yes, now thank what? You, yes, what I, thank you. What I need you to do now is to uh, text me your information so that I'll have it instead of me trying to write it down or anything. So now that you have the number, go ahead and just send me a text message with where you want me to send it. Okay, and okay. don't forget your name on there, too, because even though you told it to me right now, uh, I'll probably forget by the end of the show, so, and I apologize okay, I for that. <laughs> okay, so the winner is, what? give give them your name again. Diane Gonzalez. Diane Gonzalez, congratulations from for winning. From Georgia. From Georgia, calling from Georgia, outstanding. <laughs> I love that, the, the Georgia, look at that, outstanding. It's from On the Keith Allen Show, we appreciate Anything you want to say before uh, you... Is a... I, just really,
2: I really appreciate the, the talk show that you guys have started up and just listening to the talk today with, that has to do with
3: your family issues with your son. I'm so happy that you guys want to start a group
1: because I have family members that suffer from a lot of stuff as well. So I really appreciate you. I say thank you to you guys and I know everybody's going to thank
0: you. Well, I thank you. I thank you so much as well. Uh, all of you there that that are, might be listening, those of you in Georgia, shout-out to Georgia people in the house on the Keith Allen Show. Uh, well, con- congratulations once again. And, yes, it, you know, it's a, it's a really um, tough thing to have to be dealing with right now, but uh, I'm going to try to uh, get this going and see how far we can take it. Hopefully it, we'll take it to the to where it needs to be so the people who, who are going through this could get the recognition they deserve, and uh, people will not just say, well, let's wait five, 10 years before we figure out if uh, you deserve this, you know? So we're, we're going to get something going. If you want to be part of the group, you're more than welcome. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably start another page there at some point. Uh, but, okay. But thank you. Uh, thank you once again. Your name again, give it to me. Diane Gonzalez. Diane Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Dan. And people are already you're calling. Welcome. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care from, uh, from uh, California to Georgia. Thank you, Diane. Congratulations. Bye-bye. All right. So there's our first, uh, there's our winner. So now I'll let you know when we're going to go ahead and give away the second CD, but it's not going to be now. That'll be too quick. Uh, What I'd like to do now is just ask, uh, get some dedications and requests going on. So let me take the, the phone number off of there and take it back to me. So, yeah. So right now uh, I'll go ahead. And if you have a song that you'd like to hear and you want to dedicate it to somebody that you care about, a loved one or somebody you're thinking about, uh, somebody that you're praying for in, in the hospital, uh, like Martha's son, uh, we wish him and pray for the best of uh, the speedy recovery. And that all goes well with him and his health and uh, uh, in the hospital uh, from him having a head on collision with a young 19 year old uh, driver, unlicensed driver at that Uh, So we pray for you and your son, your family, uh, Martha uh, Gonzalez Lopez.